when you think about it from a mathematical per- equation, is that's one of three ways that it can go is up. So that's a two-thirds of direction that it can go that most people don't know how to make money. When you put it in terms of percentages, that's 67% of the time that they don't know how to make money. And so if you can adjust your strategy and say, how do I make money when the market's going sideways and even down? Or how do I protect my account? It really puts you in a better situation and not just make the average return, but actually beat the market. On this episode of Early Bird, Jason Brown, host of The Brown Report. Jason joins the podcast today to talk about how to get rich from the stock market during recessions and high inflation, including Jason's top investing strategy. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Jason, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? Stephen, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. We're, we're having a pretty important discussion today. Ways that people can get rich from the stock market, even during times of a recession, and high inflation. We'll get into that in just a second. But Jason, first, real quick, if you could, in about 30 seconds or less, uh, what should the audience know about you and your background? Uh, 30 seconds or less. The short version would be I started investing with $2,000 from my high school graduation money. Uh, Found out that wasn't enough to hit my goals. Took a $10,000 student loan, and I turned it into a hundred. dollars and $13,000 as a 21-year-old college student. I risked a quarter million dollars trying to make half a million by the time I was 24 years old and lost it all. And I had a bright idea to record myself making the money back, and which is how I started my YouTube channel. And as I was making the money back and eventually became a millionaire, oh. people asked, how'd you do it? Could you teach me? And that's how I started my company, Power Trades University. So fantastic the, background! The you, you you know how to you know the market, and it's so important. Today we're talking about how to get rich from the stock market during recessions and high inflation. While we are technically not in a recession yet, there's certainly some concern among investors that maybe in 2024, 2025, we might hit a recession. Who knows? We certainly have high inflation, although inflation is starting to go down. Um, Jason, in your experience, why is it so important to adjust your stock investing strategy uh, during times of recessions and high inflation? Yeah, the the number one reason people need to adjust their 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 investing or trading strategy is because what most people are taught is buy low, sell high, and so they only know how to make money if stocks and the markets go one direction, which is up. But in times of high inflation, times of recession, you can even throw in times of war, 
the, the market doesn't just go up. It goes sideways and it also goes down. And when you think about it from a mathematical per equation, that's one of three ways that it can go is up. So that's a two-thirds of direction that it can go that most people don't know how to make money. When you put it in terms of percentages, that's 67% of the time that they don't know how to make money. And so if you can adjust your strategy and say, how do I make money when the market's going sideways and even down? Or how do I protect my account? It really puts you in a better situation and not just make the average return, but actually beat the market. Mm, which is the goal of so many investors to beat the market, to be able to hone in on those strategies. Um, Jason, what's what's the number one piece of advice that you would offer in terms of a strategy for investors who want to uh, get rich during a recession or high inflation? What, what, what's that number one strategy that's unique to being in a recession, ha dealing with high inflation? What's that number one uh, investing strategy that you would offer to investors during those times? The number one strategy would be to learn how options work, both call and put options. Uh, but more specifically, if they can only pick one from the two. So overall, let's learn how options work. More specifically, learn how put options work because put options allow you to make money from stocks falling or it allows you to protect your account. And let me give you an example because I know you shared that some of the, the listeners may be you know, novices or beginners. Most people are like, well, what is a put option? We all participate in put options every single day if we have a car or a house or an apartment that we pay for renter's insurance, homeowner's insurance, or car insurance. And what that put option does is it says if you drive a $100,000 Cadillac Escalade or whatever kind of car you drive, if you smash it into a wall, God forbid, and it goes to zero, you can call up that insurance company. And because you've been paying your $500 a month, you can put that vehicle to them. You can make them buy a $100,000 car, even though it's now worth zero because you crashed it. Most people don't know that they can use put options and protect their $100,000 portfolio, their $10,000 portfolio, wherever you're at with your investing. Most people don't know that they could protect their account from wars, from COVID-19, from uh, inflation and recessions. And if the market sells off, you know, people say my account dropped over 30%, 40%, 50%. You can actually protect yourself from that and be made whole again just by learning how to use put options and protect your account. And then you also can use put options to make money. But if people could at least protect what they have, they'd be in a better situation. It's an interesting strategy to go after options during a recession and high inflation. Is, is that unique for recessionary times or is, is that just like a general piece of advice? So put options pretty much work when the market is falling or going down. So it's even more beneficial to know how to use that during recessions or inflation, because that's typically bringing prices down, which is bringing earnings down, which is bringing consumer confidence down. And so that usually brings stock prices down. When the market is going up, you don't necessarily need put options unless a black swan event happens, meaning you wake up the next morning and the world's locked down from COVID or you wake up and you find out we're at war with somebody. Uh, but when things are going well, you could also use call options to supercharge your results. But like I said, if at least people could protect what they have and then participate when the market's going up, they'd be in a better situation. But we also like to use call options to say, okay, the market's going up. How do we get a bigger piece of it without putting more money at risk? And call options allow us to do that. So really, you you can use options 
you know, all year long or all through all different market cycles, but specifically put options are super important in terms of inflation, recession, wars, and then time, just times of uncertainty. Now, let me let me also say this. It's also super important to use this when you're investing in companies that may be going through turmoil. So maybe the rest of the world is doing okay, but we all remember when Facebook was going through the scandal of the elections and, you know, the, the Cambridge Analytica, the company that was running ads on their platform and their platform was at risk of being banned. Facebook eventually returned from those numbers, but it fell from 385 down to, I believe, $84 in a year. And so if you had a lot of stock tied up in Facebook, you watched your account just get just get pulverized. But you could have had put options to where you could have just rolled that out and your account wouldn't have changed. You wouldn't have lost, you know, two, you know, 75% of your Facebook position, you wouldn't have to watch your account go down by that much. So mm. you can use it when you're talking about protection from the overall market, but you also can use it when you're talking about protection from individual stocks. And another mm-hmm. way to think about it is companies report earnings every quarter. We like to teach our students, if don't hold over earnings, but if you're going to hold over earnings, buy a put option for protection because you'll see stocks get creamed um, over earnings sometimes, but you could have had some protection that if that happened, it wouldn't have blew up your trading account. Interesting strategy. And, you know, we always say to listeners, um, speak to a financial advisor before making any investing decisions. This is, you know, this conversation is just for entertainment purposes. Um, Jason, is, isn't it a bit risky, though, to follow options and perform an option strategy during times of recession, especially? Yeah, so... You know, you said something that's very interesting. You said speak to a financial advisor. Uh, what's funny is your financial advisor probably doesn't know how calls and put options work. Um, they are the ones that are going to say, isn't that risky? But to that person, I would say, well, if it's so risky, then why don't you take insurance off your car and take insurance off your house? Because that is exactly what you're doing. You are protecting your assets by owning put options, especially in times of uncertainty. So for for to, to think that, oh, isn't put options risky uh, in a time of inflation or recession? It's like saying, why don't I take insurance off my car on New Year's Eve and I go out and drive at midnight, between midnight and two o'clock in the morning when all the drunk people get let out from the bar. And so we have to understand how things work. And when we understand how they work, uh, usually the people, when they say it's risky, is from people who don't understand how they work because they would never tell you take insurance off your car. Then why wouldn't you have insurance on your portfolio during times of uncertainty and heightened risk? So it's absolutely not risky. It's risky not knowing how options work. Interesting point. When we return, we'll hear from Jason about other stock strategies during a market downturn, including a look at specific sectors. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. 
Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Jason, today we're talking about how to get rich from the stock market during recessions and high inflation. Um, It's November 2023 right now. We're approaching the end of the year. Um, And even though technically we're not in a recession at this time, we could be in a recession in the future. We certainly have dealt with high inflation over the past year or two, and that has been a concern. Um, Let's go into a few more strategies that investors should be aware of in terms of uh, trying to get rich during this time in the stock market. Are there any specific sectors or industries that you think are quote unquote recession proof right now? So nothing is recession proof, but the the recession word itself is just so funny because we had a bona fide recession, which is two negative quarters of GDP. And so we had two negative quarters of GDP. No one wanted to call it a recession. Um, and so and I think part of that is propaganda. They don't want to scare people. But we actually already lived through an actual recession, two negative quarters of GDP. No one wanted to call it that. So I don't believe we're going to have a real recession because we already had one and no one wanted to call it that. The real question is, how long can we survive with these higher interest rates? How long can we survive with this high U.S. debt? How long can we survive funding potentially two wars indirectly? And that's the stuff that's going to drag on the economy. And so when you talk about looking at sectors there, you know, if you look at the overall market, the S&P 500, we will get through this. We gotten through the Great Depression. We got through swine flu. We got through 9-11 when they flew planes into a building. So it depends on your view. If you have a long-term view, we're going to be okay. We always are. We normally come through this. Technology doesn't get worse. It typically gets better. And so if you want to look for a place where the growth usually returns first, it's usually the tech sector. If you're looking for a place that you know, so the tech sector is the XLK, which is this, the technology ETF of the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a place where it's like we have to use this anyway, you typically look at consumer staples. That's not usually where the growth comes from. But consumer staples is stuff like you buy toothpaste. You're going to buy deodorant regardless of what's going on in the world. You're going to buy underwear. You're going to go shop at Target, Walmart. You're going to get groceries. That's not where growth comes from, but that is a place where you can... You, you, you won't watch your account get pulverized because we have to use certain things just uh, in a civilized economy and, and to live like groceries and food. Mm-hmm. So on the growth side, you got tech. On the safe side, you got consumer staples. Uh, and then if you just want to wrap it all up in a bowl, you can just invest in the S&P 500, which is the SPY, uh, which is the S, which is a sector, ETF sector of the S&P 500, because long term, we survive through almost anything that the world can throw at us. You're right about the long-term view. Um, certainly, the market can be resilient over time. Um, but though in the next year or two, let's say there is a recession, we don't know if there will be another one. We, we, it could happen and maybe it doesn't happen. If my instincts say that, yes, you're right about consumer staples being a safe haven, especially if the economy did take a turn for the worse. But I'm not sure about the, the tech stocks. I, I would suggest... I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Jason. Uh, maybe this is a time to stay away from some of the growth names in case the valuations have gone 
out of control and maybe you, it, they're not considered to be as safe as they would be during times of a recession. What, what, what do you th think about that? So I'm a technical investor. And even as we're talking now, I have a chart pulled up. And when you look at the chart of the XLK, which is the tech fund, mm -hmm. it has risen through almost anything that you can throw at it. Yes, it may have a few dips here and there. But when you think about the backbone of making money, there is no way to really make money without technology. You look at McDonald's. It's like they're willing to cut labor as long as their computers work, as long as their drive through is open, as long as you can order on your mobile app or use the kiosk. If that goes down, they're in trouble. If the technology that goes down that coordinates their delivery trucks and their food and when it should come in and they have to manually figure out if they ran out of burgers or patties, they're in trouble. If you look at Facebook, you look at Zoom, if we get locked into our homes and we have to do um, calls and meetings online or through Skype or through Zoom, guess what we need? Internet. We need bandwidth. We need computers. And then these companies has, has to store this data somewhere. These companies use Microsoft Azure server. They use Amazon's AWS servers. And so these are all reasons why tech will continue to thrive. And then you got the invention of AI as AI can write emails. It can do computations, mathematical computations for people. You're going to, you know, it is what it is, but people are going to look to lay off their workers before they look back at cutting back on their tech. They're going to invest more heavily in the tech because computers, technology can do the work of more people or make the people that they have more efficient and allow them to keep their costs low. So I believe tech is always a space that I'm interested in and want to be in. Now, are there bad times to buy tech? Sure. But it typically rebounds the quickest, and it's typically the first industry to go higher than any other industry in the overall market. Making the bullish case for tech. Um, Jason, just a, a few more ideas for, for dealing with investing during recession. Uh, is if, if we do enter a recession, hypothetically, or if inflation persists at a high level, should investors also consider safer dividend stocks, which might be able to supply a needed income during that time? So dividend stocks, the problem with that is you have to have a lot of firepower. I mean, you have to have a lot of money in order for it to make sense. I mean, when you look at a company that's paying, you know, a 25 cent dividend, I mean, you could take Ford, let's just say they're at $11 a share. If you had a uh, thousand shares, that's $11,000 and a thousand shares that pay you a uh, 25 cent dividend is $250 in a quarter. I mean, that's you, you add that up to four quarters. I mean, that's less than most people's tax return. You get $1,000 a year and you got $11,000 tied up in this company trying to get a 25 cent dividend. And so there is a place for dividends for people who have large accounts who like that quarterly hit um, once a quarter and they have a big enough trading account or investment account to where it makes sense. Um, so I, I wouldn't knock dividends. It's just I don't think it provides the firepower that people think unless they have, you know, hundreds of thousands to maybe millions of dollars in their account. Then you're kind of getting a risk free return because you're, you're kind of getting it guaranteed from that company as long as the stock doesn't take some huge dip and you lose your original capital trying to make this quarterly dividend. I don't think it's a when you talk about getting rich, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a strategy for getting rich. I think it's a strategy for playing it safe. 
but definitely not for getting rich. If you want to get rich, you got to know how to make money when things are going the opposite way, because the reality is stocks fall faster than they rise. A stock could rise for three months and it could wipe out all those gains in one week because it falls way faster than it rises. And if you can learn how to either protect your account or profit during those times of falling, now you're on the train to getting rich. Great advice. Uh, you sound pretty bullish about the market, uh, Jason. Real quick, I, I, I don't take it you think there, a recession is going to arrive anytime soon, right? I don't think in a recession is going to uh, arrive anytime soon, but I'm not bullish right now. I actually have some put <laughs> options on the market because uh, the reality is most households can't sustain the high prices, the high cost of borrowing. Um, it's hard to buy a car right now. It's definitely hard to buy a house. And if you go into the holiday season, if people do what they've been doing, which is put stuff on a credit card, they're going to be paying more. It's going to take longer for them to pay off that credit card. It's going to have a trickling effect going into next year. So I'm not bullish in the short term. I'm bullish long term. But I think short term, we go lower. Great advice, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast. Uh, really appreciate Jason Brown and all the insights you've given us about how to get rich from the stock market during recessions and high inflation. Uh, before we wrap up the podcast, Jason, I just have one final question for you, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Jason, is what are the three most important items that you need for work? The three most important items I need for work is, number one, a computer so that I can look at stock charts. Uh, number two, high-speed internet. And gosh, what would number three be? Definitely a computer, high-speed internet. I'd probably say a cell phone. In the event I got to walk away from the computer, it allows me to be connected on the go to the market. So those would be my top three. Nice. Thank you again to Jason Brown for sharing your insights on investing. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day.